Good morning, this is Alicia Wellington, and indeed it is my pleasure to be sharing the Word of God with you, women of worth today. My text is taken from Zacharias chapter 4, and if I were to be giving it a title, it may be Rebuilding with God. So let's just bow our hearts in a word of prayer. Father, we just thank you. I thank you for today. Indeed, it is a day that you have made, and God, we will rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, as I speak your word, I pray, God, that you will speak through me, O oh God. Minister to the hearts and the minds of your people. Let there be less of me and more of you, O oh God. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's put some context to this passage of scripture. The Jews had spent 70 years in Babylonian captivity. And after the fall of Babylon to the Persian king Cyrus the Great in 539 BC, the exiled Judeans, they were permitted to return to Judah. They returned under the leadership of Zerubbabel and Joshua in 538-537 BC. But in those pre-exilic days, however, when the Babylonian forces had besieged Jerusalem, the city's wall and the buildings were torn down. And so upon their return, the Jews were tasked with rebuilding the walls as well as the temple. This is a good point to make a segue. Rebuilding is always required after every period of captivity. And so all truths are parallel. We have spent some time in COVID lockdown for the past two years. And so we are all in the rebuilding process where we are rebuilding our lives, our homes, our relationships, etc. And so the book starts, the chapter actually starts with a conversation between the angel and Zerubbabel. And so let's turn to the passage of scripture. And the angel talked with me, came, came, and the angel that talked with me came again and waked me as a man that is waking out of his sleep. Now, in, this is in my imagination how that went down. Zerubbabel was burdened and worried by the magnitude of the task before him. He had to complete the temple with a bunch of discouraged Jews and insufficient resources. So he went before the Lord praying and seeking direction what to do. And finally, he fell asleep and was awoken by an angel who engaged him in a conversation that revealed God's answer to him. And you know, when you're asleep and somebody wakes you, you get up startled. Your eyes and your vision might be a little bit blurry. Sometimes you have a little bit of confusion going on in that scenario. And so we had Zerubbabel being awoken by the angel, and he said, it woke him out. He woke him out of his sleep, and he woke up as a man that has, was awakened. So in my mind, he, he woke up a little bit confused, a little bit foggy. His vision was a little bit blurry. Things weren't all that clear. And the angel said unto him, What seest thou? And I said, I have looked, and behold, a candlestick of all gold with a bowl upon the top of it, and seven lamps thereon, and seven pipes to the seven lamps which are upon the top thereon, and two olive trees by it, one on the right side of the bowl, and the other on the left side thereof. I want to stop there first. Because you see, the question, what seest thou, is a critical question for all of us. What are you seeing? 
What are you seeing with your life? Are you seeing what people said? Are you seeing the rejection and the hurt and the abandonment of the past? What are you seeing? Are you seeing the doctor's diagnosis? Are you seeing your family in turmoil and distress and they can't, it doesn't seem as though they can be reunited? Are you seeing a divorce decree before you? What are you seeing? Are you seeing the big C, cancer or COVID in these days? What are you seeing? Are you, is it, does it appear, does your glass appear to be half empty or half full? Are you having a blurry vision as Zerubbabel may have had when he awoken? What seest thou? And then more importantly, when he said, this is what I see. So he enumerated what he was seeing. He was seeing a candlestick. He saw a bowl on top of the candlesticks. He saw seven lambs. He saw seven pipes on the seven lambs. He saw olive trees and he enumerated and we have that tendency to do that. We have the tendency to enumerate what we are seeing as with our natural eyes. We do. He did that. But then in my mind, something happened. It seems to me as though he began, his vision began, he, he began to get clarity. You know, after you wake up a bit, things started to get clear. And he started to say to himself, I don't think that what I'm seeing here is the end all and be all of the matter. I think that there is something else behind this that I have not yet thought of or I have not seen or I have not yet connected with. And so he said, he said, so I answered and spake unto the angel that talked with me saying, what are these things, my Lord? So because this is what I saw. But I think that there is something else behind this. What are these things, my Lord? And the angel that talked with him answered and said to him, You don't know what this is? And he said, No, my Lord. The thing is that there is an expectation. The angel probably had an expectation that Zerubbabel, the man of God, that he would be able to see beyond the natural. That he would have been seeing these things in the spirit. But it, 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 so he asked him, he said, you, you don't know what these things are? And he said, no. And then the angel said, this is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. No, the Lord of hosts, that's the Lord who is going to fight for us. But he's saying to him, and in, in my mind, listen, what is about to happen and what has to happen cannot be done in your strength, in your, with your wit or your wisdom, with your power. So it doesn't matter how many Christianities you know, you quote, you see. It doesn't matter how fat your bank account is, or I'm not so fat. It doesn't matter how, much, how many herbs you drink or you don't drink. What is about to happen and what God can do in this situation is up to God. It's going to be done by the spirit of the living God. 
And so it is for us, if we can see these things in the spirit, our perspective will change. If we see it not just with our natural eyes, but if we look at it in the spirit. Because what is the interpretation of some of those things that he saw? He would have seen, if he looked in the spirit, he would have seen the bowl representing an abundant supply of oil. And these symbolize the fullness of God's power in him through his spirit. He would have seen a continuous supply of oil to the lamps, which represents God anointing and his enabling power for the task at hand. It wasn't just oil, but it was a continuous supply of oil, which means that as we go rebuilding, as you go rebuilding your life, your marriage, your, your, your home, your finances, which may have been become um, strained during the COVID time as you go rebuilding that God is going to continuously re replenish and refresh us. The oil represents resources. In 2 Kings 4, we saw the account of Elisha and the widow woman and how God miraculously multiplied that oil so that the woman was able to sell it and pay her debts and live off the rest. The oil therefore represents an abundant supply of resources that God has already laid up for us. The light on the lampstand, that represented God's glory. Also, in my mind, it represented his ability to illuminate the way for us. That is to give us direction. You see, because when you have to rebuild broken relationships, we need direction. We need to know what God is saying to us, how to approach that situation. When you need to rebuild your house, you need God's direction. You need to know what contractor to get, where to start, what to do. You need God's direction. So for anything in our lives, we need his direction. Psalm 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my paths. And so in terms of us looking for direction and asking God what to do, where to go, he is saying, I'm giving you illumination. There are 49 light bulbs on that candlestick. We need to see in the eyes of the Spirit. What are you seeing? What seest thou? We see, there are the accounts of Elisha and sending out his servant, and he's coming back, and he's saying seven times, and he's saying, I'm not seeing anything, but the word of God had gone forth that to Ahab, that there's going to be an abundance of rain. But his servant went out first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth time. Nothing but on the seventh time. Because the servant did not have the eyes of the spirit of, to see in the spiritual realm, he saw what was in the natural same account of Elisha. And when the king had sent to, 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 to arrest him, and he said to his servant, he said, you don't worry. There are more for us than there are against us. Because he could see the legions, the angels that God had at his disposal. What are you seeing? What seest thou? 
Are you seeing with your natural eyes or are you seeing in the eyes of the Spirit? And then when we understand that it's going to be done by the Spirit of God, we can see after God, we can see what was said in verse 7. Who art thou, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? I like to put my name in the Bible. Who art thou, O great mountain, before Alicia Wellington? You shall become a plain. Is cancer the great mountain? Finances the great mountain? Relationships the great mountain? Kidney failure the great mountain? Sickness? Disease, captivity, impoverishment, poverty. What is the great mountain? Who are you, great mountain, before Alicia Wellington, before Stacy or Candace or Maria? You shall become a plane because I'm not doing it. I am not doing it. It is God. You are not doing it. It is God who is going to do it. And he shall bring forth the headstone thereof, for the capstone with shouting and crying, Grace, grace unto it. The capstone is a final stone that is laid in, in a house or on, on, on a building. And so it speaks of completion. It speaks of this thing that you, 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 you have the desire to do. It speaks of that you are about to rebuild. It speaks of it being completed. Bible says in Chronicles that Solomon built the house and finished it. It shall be completed. You know, I, I, just my story. My husband died eight years ago. And after he died, I was like, God, what, what, what do I do? And the Lord said to me, arise and build. And I said, okay. And I began the process of getting the approvals, etc. Fast forward to five years later. I started, they started to bend the steel for my construction project. On the same day that our first COVID patient was diagnosed in Trinidad. And I said, God, what is this? How is it that you are asking me to rebuild in the middle of a pandemic? You know, and I, I was a bit confused. And then the other thing for me was that when I got the, the estimate, I nearly had a heart attack. I went home and I locked myself in my room and I cried because I realized that I only had one third of the money that was required to do the project. And you know, I remembered when I went on my bed and I laid before the Lord and the Lord said to me, he said, didn't I tell you that I'm going to do this for you? Didn't I tell you that if you will only believe that you will see the glory of God? And I got up dried my tears and repented because God had spoken. God had given a word already what to do. And I can tell you that in the midst of that pandemic, God gave me so much favor that 18 months later, I was in my house. I remember even during the process, I used to say to God, God, don't let me be put to shame because I only had money to put up the red brick and to cover the roof. And I used to say, God, don't let me be put to shame. I've seen so many people start and the brick turn black. And I'm like, God, don't let that be my portion. And I can tell you, 18 months later, the walls were plastered. 
I didn't even have money for paint inside my house, but I moved in the house, fully painted on the inside, and the walls plastered. It's not yet finished, but day by day, I know that God said that he will do it, and I believe that he will complete it. And so what are you believing God for? What is the mountain that is started before you? Did I have opposition? You will find opposition. Those great mountains, you will find opposition. You will experience opposition. But in those times, run to the Lord. Run to the word of the Lord. Run to his promises. I would pull out my, my journal and I would read everything that God had said to me about that, that, about that project. And so it says... You know, and one of the things that I used to do, and this is um, outlined in verse 8 here, where it says, The moreover, the word of the Lord says, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation to this house, and his hand shall also finish it. You know, because I used, I used to go up to the Lord, and I used to say, I used to come to the house, and walk around the house, and march around and say, Grace, 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 grace. The hand of Alicia Wellington has laid the foundation to this house, and by her hands it shall be accomplished. And so you shall finish it. And you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me unto you. For who had despised the day of small things? This is verse 10. I love this verse. In the NIV version it says, Who had despised? Know that God loves small beginnings. That God loves small beginnings. I love it. God loves small beginnings. So even if you're looking at what you're doing and you're starting small, don't despise it. God loves small beginnings because it means that we are going to be completely dependent on him to see us through. And so I just want to leave it. I just want to leave this as I close, I want to leave this, this word with you. Actually, it's, it's this song, Believe for It. And it says that they say that these mountains can't be moved. They say that these chains will never break. But they don't know you like we do. There is power in your name. There is power in the name of the Lord. And you know what I like? It says, the, the chorus says, Lord, I believe for it. I believe for it. We believe. Move, move the unmovable. Break the unbreakable. God, we believe for it. We believe for it. So believe the Lord that whatever it is you are rebuilding, that because the Lord has said it to you, because he has given you a word, that it shall be accomplished. Father, we just thank you and we bless you. I thank you for all of the listeners, oh God, and all that they are doing and each and every rebuilding project. I pray, oh God, for your good success. Lord, the anointing of God to complete it. Grace, 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 grace. Lord, they will all run with rejoicing. In Jesus' name, amen. I bless you and do have a wonderful day.